You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Wednesday, and in these episodes, Sangram and myself, James Carberry, focus on personal development. We'll share books and other resources that are helping us get a little bit better every single day. And remember, like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Hi there. My name is Sam Ponglada. I'm the VP of Global Marketing at GumGum. Today, I'm going to be talking about how my company embraced virtual ABM all the way to maximizing marketing ROI from it. And this is from IRL to URL. So just quickly, for those of you that aren't familiar with GumGum, we're a global technology and media company specializing in contextual intelligence. So for over 12 years now, we've been helping brands and advertisers deliver highly contextual advertising campaigns and also gaining insights from them. We're also disrupting the sports, um, the sports world um, with our media sponsorship evaluation tool, uh, which we've been helping um, rights holders, sports teams, brands um, help measure their sponsorship value um, on live events. Um, so that said, um, I'd like to kick off with going into a little bit about um, just a quick recap on how successful um, Gum Gum has been um, with ABM the past few years um, combined with um, events, which kind of took a huge chunk of our marketing mix, you may say, um, I may say. And um, you can see here that we've done a lot of entertainment events, you know, to drive client retention. We've brought cans to a city near you globally. Um, this year would have been um, our fifth annual year doing our yacht parties in June. Uh, we did get away with our clients. We were, um, we had a huge experience as well to, to um, our partners at CES. And um, again, 300 plus events later, you know, in 2019, um, now things have changed. Um, On the far right here, you can see this is probably our top-notch ABM um, campaign that we've launched for our ad agency to go after the auto vertical. Um, You can see here that we actually built um, this arcade-looking game, and we actually brought it to the agencies, um, and we created this driving game where you could collect points, and we can give out prizes every week to those that kind of take a break and sit in. And this game is very unique because it was made for Gum Gum to also showcase our image recognition capabilities and our offerings um, along the way as well, too. So this was truly a big hit. So I took a look at what we had left. Obviously, like many companies, you know, we had to um, reduce our workforce. Um, There's half of my marketing team left. My marketing tech staff was also cut in half. I didn't have any more um, events, conferences, which was probably like around 50% of um, marketing strategy. And I looked at the tools that we have, right? You can see Salesforce, Seros, and our interactive content platform, and HubSpot, a marketing automation, Splash, our event management platform, which we also um, kept on because we knew that we had to only do virtual events and do it well, and we needed to make sure that we had the right partner, and we've been partnering with Splash for, for so long. So looking at this and looking at what I have, um, within the first two weeks of um, the lockdown, I would say, uh, we were forced to move to URL. 
right? And my strategy was really around what are the top three priorities, right? Number one was making sure that we can assure our clients, you know, that our existing business um, moves on, right? Continues on and we're still here for them. So number one was really around client retention. And then the second thing was really, the second reason was continued education. How do we continue to educate um, our clients and prospects, you know, especially during, during you know, the, the time where everyone was kind of like, oh no, how do I work from home? How do I, you know, everyone was adjusting to what's going on in the world. It was such a hectic time, um, but we wanted to make sure we can continue to educate. And then last but not least is how do we still reach out to our prospects, right? How do we um, make sure we can grab their attention? How do we continue to educate them, right? And on the far right here, I'm going to show you in a little bit our experiences um, where you can actually see how we kind of gain the, the first one and still continue with our entertainment and in a very unique way. And just to let you know that I have five exciting case studies that you would definitely want to see um, the creativity and also how successful we've, we've been. I'll talk a little bit about ROI as well, too. But before I get into that, one of the things that we've also done was we needed to redefine our top accounts, right? The 50, 100 to 100 accounts that we have, half of them. Um, may not be active and spending media because of what's going on. For example, with the automotive industry, not a lot of people were buying cars. Everyone was on lockdown. So, of course, a lot of the media spend was paused. So, we had to reshift our um, top accounts and make sure that we have a tight list and these are you know, the brands and accounts that we wanted to go after. And where we really wanted to get to um, when we also redefined ABM was getting to a place where we could hear this quote from a seller again, right? Um, this customized ABM definitely made a difference in my first meeting with Starbucks. I received my first RFP the same day I left that meeting and won my first campaign with Starbucks a few months after. We're hoping to get the success that we have, but right now we need to remain calm, right? It was a time where we want to reach out while everybody was reaching out at the same time. So we want to make sure that, you know, gum gum cares, right? And this is more about the partnership than selling gum gum, which wasn't as a priority then. Um, and we wanted to make sure, again, our clients were okay. And um, before I go into the case studies, I wanted to uh, walk through a little bit of our ABM process. And um, this may be similar to a lot of um, companies out there, or those of you that are listening in and um, thinking about the process and what goes into it, especially after seeing our, our case studies. So the first process here, obviously, is selecting the account like I just mentioned. We need to make sure the account is worthwhile. There's potential you kind of know that there's pain point. It could be a warm lead. Um, those actually get a lot of traction and a lot of responses a lot quicker. Um, so account selection, right? And then we have an internal meeting with the task force. Usually it, it, it entails a seller um, on the account, um, account manager, um, if it's already existing client, um, and then a marketer and a content person and a creative person. And then we kind of look into like, okay, what is the targeted date? When do we want to send this out? And then we kind of work back from there. 
And then we go into a discovery meeting where we kind of dive deeper and like, who are we reaching? What's their profile? What do they like? Um, what are the opportunities within this account that we foresee that we want to, to, to indirectly sell into or, or, or what would the message evolve around? Right. Um, and this, and this two, this, these two steps are really, you know, um, belonging to the sales and, and, and strategic marketing team, or you can, call the ABM team, um, if you have that in your um, company, right? Um, and then the second, um, you know, step of, of this entire process is really around, you know, briefing this to the creative team and the content team, right? We do a brainstorm all together and then creative and content kind of comes back and uh, with three ideas and then we kind of pitch this to the seller and then get their approval. And this also goes towards, you know, um, an ABM email blast too, which is fairly simple that we've done in the past, which is more about casting the net out there and making sure, you know, someone opens and clicks and sellers can follow up, which is very traditional tactic. Uh, I'm talking about the bigger experiences here. Um, so this is when, you know, the creative and the content team and strategic marketing or the ABM team kind of um, works together um, to make sure that, you know, we're pitching, you know, the right ideas and um, it's also has a realistic um, time frame. And then we go into production and distribution, um, which we have to also decide with the seller, hey, what's the channel? Are you taking this to a meeting or are you um, emailing the um, prospect or clients directly? Right. Or you want to do email blasts. You want to do LinkedIn targeting. So there's many channels that we can do. So that's when we really want to make sure like the first you know, approach is the best one and most likely there'll be a response. And, and then the campaign launches and then um, usually we get responses within a week um, or we may do, if it's an email outreach, then we may do another drop. And then last but not least, post campaign is where we kind of work with the seller to get client feedback, seller's feedback as well to post-mortem on the process, you know, so we can time this. Uh, we've been doing this for a few years now. So uh, we've kind of nailed down this process, which sometimes takes six to eight weeks depending on the scale. Uh, but now with our virtual ABMs, it's a lot, a lot um, um, shorter time frame, which is great. Like two to three weeks, um, we were able to, to whip something up. All right. So um, the first case study, and I'll go um, into um, the actual experience and uh, what was presented to the client or, or the prospect in a little bit. I just wanted to show at a high level because I wanted to show the, the experience outside of the um, presentation here. So the first um, thing that we need to think about before we launch an ABM campaign is how do we cut through the noise, right? Especially in the virtual world everybody is going through that first click. Everybody is going, you know, going for, you know, the response or outreach, you know, with, a, with a reply that, Hey, I want to meet with you guys, or I want to see a demo. How do we cut through that noise? Right. Um, this one um, experience was done for Disneyland, as you can see here, and I'll show, show you guys in a little bit um, what it's like, but yes, cutting through the noise is the first thing that comes to mind. The second thing is always adding fun to it, right? Like everyone's sitting at home all day, every day working. Not a lot of people are back in the offices. So we want to make sure we add this interactive um, game or an aspect to the experience. So, or even um, win a prize or like um, join, you know, 
or part of this goes to charity or anything that could add fun, a great cause, um, people are more prone to um, participating, you know, and this is where you really stand out. And I'll show you um, the Bring Cancer You um, interactive experience that we did um, um, recently. Um, also, create virtual impressions, right? Um, you can see here we personalize this for our um, huge fast food chain. Um, and being creative is the best thing you can do right now. Really thinking outside the box. Everything's virtual. Everything's going to be low cost now, right? So you can go whole nine yards with the messaging and how you want to capture the attention. So think about it, you know, deeply, especially work with your seller, especially if you're targeting um, a profile, you know, this person likes wine. This person likes, used to like to travel. Maybe we do an experience around the, the, the awesome places that this, um, this um, audience, you know, this target may want to go to, right? And then um, the other piece here is keeping the partnership close. And I'm specifically talking about ABMs towards existing clients, right? How do we showcase that, you know, um, we've been a good partner. We're here through through the global pandemic with you. Um, we're here to continue to educate you. We're here for you. Um, whether it's even wellness or even like someone to talk to, or it's not even about gum gum at all or the business. Right. And, and this is an experience that we kind of showcase like a wrap up of what um, we've done in the past and why they should um, work with us um, moving forward. Um, this is my, probably my favorite, and this is going after um, um, a prospect cold um, doesn't know anything about gum gum. And why should they speak with us? Why should they, you know, um, check us out, right? Um, and this was really neat, and I'll show you guys in a little bit as well, too, um, where there's some excitement around this. There's, like, opening lockers, like, there's finding deals, and obviously to a company that's around coupons, right, coupon codes, um, was absolutely exciting. And I think this was my favorite prospect, um, ABM, um, based campaign. All right. And before I go into ROI measurement, we'll just stop right here. And then I'm going to click out and then go to the experiences. So I can kind of walk you guys through. Um, so this was done um, within two weeks of the lockdown, which was pretty amazing. We used Seros and we wanted a way to uh, reach out to our clients. Um, everybody was kind of in um, panic mode at that time, you know, adjusting to working from home. So we wanted to reach out to um, give them reasons on why they should continue to stay connected with us. Um, you can see here, um, this is a camping theme, you know, we're still protecting their ad campaigns, um, committed to our work, you know, in our outreach and communication. Uh, we're still looking ahead and staying innovative. Um, you know, there will be hope, there will be light, although this was like back in March and we, we still have that, right? And we want to be that partner with them. Um, we'll have regular check-ins. And the fun part of this um, was going through this experience. So we came up with four different personas here because our clients do range from, you know, um, uh, media planners to more high-level executives. So we um, came up with four personas so they could select one. If they have a family, we actually gave some tips um, on how to um, entertain their kids because, you know, they're working from home and their kids are at home as well, too. So these were a lot of um, tips that we came up with. Um, if you're a night owl, these are the type of entertainment tips that we you have. You can do a master class. 
um, listen to podcasts, have a Netflix party. Um, if you love going to the gym, you miss the gym. These are daily um, um, workout tips um, you can check out here. And then uh, we have the calm spirit. If you're a yogi, you want to do an at-home yogi class, there's some tips there or find some happy hits lists on Spotify or even join a meditation class online. Uh, one of the greatest things too was, um, you know, there was a charity aspect of this, you know, with Gum Gum Gives, um, we um, were able to um, um, provide 100,000 meals um, from those that sign up um, here, which was around 700 signups that we got in the first week. Um, so they had to fill this form out and then they could win a prize as well, too. So this was one of my favorites as well, too. And then going into creativity, um, we've been doing We Bring Cancer You um, to a city near you globally, like London, LA, Chicago, and um, even in SF. And um, this was a year that was going to be a big year for us. It would be the fifth year um, doing doing this and our clients and prospects were expecting it. But obviously plans have changed. We had to cancel. So we built this virtual experience where they could still go through um, this French Riviera themed um, scroll here and they could actually um, get some recipes, some French recipes. Um, they could uh, read up on, you know, how to get their hair done, how to dress up. There was a quiz around can, um, also showcasing some of the awesome memories from our past yacht parties throughout the years. Um, yeah, and also listen to a Spotify list. So this was pure fun. And um, this was just really amazing too. And also here you can see cocktail recipes. Um, there was a quiz around can, like I mentioned, which we use type form. Um, so this was just great fun reaching out to the thousand people that used to come on our boat every year and um, just showing them that, hey, we, we wish we could, you know, have that experience again. But right now we wanted to walk everybody through, um, you know, this really cool experience around Cannes, especially when the Cannes Festival itself is canceled. Um, all right. So coming back to personalized ABM um, to, you know, some key brands that we wanted to uh, make sure that um, we show them the, how innovative we are, how we could be a great partner, you know, what it would be like um, partnering with us. You can see how cool this is. Um, obviously, this is um, awesome copy around, you know, our messaging, um, easy to understand so they can click through. Um, our tech talks about our technology and you kind of walk through, uh, sorry, scroll through. And obviously there's some, um, collateral as well too, that we created. Um, and this is a recipe. Oops, let me make sure I move this here. And then just going through. So this is kind of like a virtual cookbook. Um, so again, a lots of fun here, um, as you can see, and just, you know, being able to take a quiz, there's an interactive piece around it to download all the recipes. And again, most of it is just very light, very entertaining. And, um, you know, we talk about a bit about our offerings and services just very lightly and in a very indirect way. So this was a great, great case study that we've done uh, more recently um, for Disney. And then um, the next one, which is McDonald's, which is also one of my favorites. Um, and, you know, 
knowing that, you know, QSR, so fast food is doing very well right now. Um, we wanted to make sure like we showcase a lot of content that we've produced to educate, you know, the marketers and media planners um, for McDonald's um, ad agency. And you can see there's a lot of content that we've put all into one site. So it almost became like a, a resource center for them. We um, also displayed our uh, metrics, um, you know, data and insights around our campaigns. Um, you can see that the experience keeps going. There's around 12 pages here. And this is something that is, you know, like it's hard to get a virtual meeting these days. Um, these are things that we, we send over to them and then they take their time to read it and they feel like, oh, this is very interesting to, to, to read um, and go through instead of just like boring PDFs or PowerPoint slides, right? Um, anyway, this is one of a good example of, of a bigger ABM um, experience that we've done and this showcases um, the team on the account. Um, also going back to, you know, partnerships, right? Like how do you retain clients? How do you show that you appreciate them? You want them to succeed as well during these times. So we built this experience. Um, same thing here. We showcase, you know, um, success in the past, you know, recaps. Um, we showcase what's new, new features, you know, think about it in a way where you could also show a little demo, right, um, of your product here um, or, or a snapshot, right, a teaser almost, um, especially if you were doing something like this for prospects. Like think about it, if you had 12 um, top accounts, like what if you paired with them and kind of showcase like how your technology or how your platform or, or your product um, would live, you know, with them, right? Um, how, how would it help? Right. And that's what all these experiences are really going for is just really showing um, showing them how creative, innovative you are. And this is really a tool to, to really get the meeting and and such. Um, so the next case study, and I'm going to talk about prospect here, because um, for at least for Gum Gum, we. <laughs> You know, we, we're not a software, right? We're not a piece of software or SaaS where, you know, we want to fill in the lead pipeline. We want to make, we want to, we want to make sure all, all of them get to being a warm lead or marketing qualified. And we have hundreds and hundreds of them, right? It's not, it's like a lot of our business is based on relationship marketing. And as you can see, we're hurting from not having events and, and in-person meetings and such, but, um, we still want to reach out to, you know, um, identified prospects or accounts that we want to have a conversation with. So this one was um, one that, you know, we talked to the seller and they were like, hey, um, they've never worked with us. Um, we tried getting meeting in the past and we couldn't. So we brainstormed and we came up with this um, school theme, which is locker and um, this locker theme. And you can see that, you know, we talk a little bit about, you know, who we are, right? We're the champions in contextual intelligence and they can read up on it. Um, you know, we've got some great stats, right? Metrics to prove our results from our, 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 our benchmarks. And uh, we have top customer service. So this is like the trophy area. And then you go through each locker and then it kind of shows like what our highlight product highlights are in our technology. And you can, and view, you can view a little bit of demo gallery is here too in motion. Mm. 
and um, you go through each locker and there's something behind it. There's this, you know, um, excitement of opening the lockers, right? And then, um, look, we hit the secret locker and you book a meeting um, and you get a DoorDash gift card. So um, this is such a creative way to just capture, you know, the prospect's attention. And they're just asking for a meeting. So this is um, something for more information around our partners, um, our sponsorships, which is something that they may be interested in because, um, you know, the nature of their business. So this is such a great example. And this actually took three, three weeks, two to three weeks to build after talking to the seller and gaining all the insights um, on Ceros. And we were really proud of this because uh, we were able to get um, some responses very quickly. And, you know, a lot of times it's around, wow, I can't believe you guys did this, you know, for us. Um, um, I wanted to um, talk a little bit about how we've been measuring. Um, I don't have the full dashboard, you know, a lot of the data is confidential. And so I kind of made this, this up. Um, so you can see that we use Salesforce campaign for every single um, ABM that we do. We want to make sure it ties to the contact, the opportunities, so we can see the open close pipeline um, from all the efforts that we, we, we put in um, to these ABMs. Um, you can see that um, what kind of revenue is being tied to the campaigns. You can see that we track um, all the different um, ABM accounts here and what it's influencing, how it's moving the needle. We also have a section within the Salesforce campaign um, that has the client or the prospect feedback um, once they reply to an email or even from a meeting to highlight there because um, that counts as ROI. And we also do a postmortem all these ABM campaigns so we make sure that you know best practices continue on um, and we perfect the ABMs because trust me, when we first started this out, nobody wanted to get on this bandwagon. Sellers were like, I already have a good way of selling and reaching out to my clients or prospects. They didn't believe in this until six months later when they started hearing, wait, you got a meeting? Um, another seller got a meeting from all the ABM campaigns that we've done with the mailers and, and, and even the, the ones that are um, email, um, email blasted. Um, they just, when there's one win, they start to follow, you know, um, and ROI for us here also, you know, means that we're going back to our creative and content team and making sure that they're aware, like, hey, all your efforts that were put in has resulted into X amount of dollars or um, they secured an RFP or a lot of times we've got a meeting with a client that hasn't spent with us in a year. That's also a big win. Um, and sometimes we wanted just to get a reply or a lot of times our, um, ABM experiences or campaign have led to, um, you know, whether it wasn't the right target targeted contact, but they referred us to somebody, um, within another team or the company that would want to speak with us. So it's always a win-win situation. And I would say around 20 to 30% of our ABM campaigns um, that we've done resulted in no replies or um, didn't really get us a meeting or any traction after that. But one of the things that we do and do really well that you haven't seen is that a lot of these experiences can be cloned for other accounts. The one thing that we need to make sure of is we talk to the seller, gain the insights and make sure the personalization, the customization is really, um, you know, um, really 
baked into it um, in a very creative way, although we're using the the skeleton, right, the framework and the concepts and such. Um, it's very easy to clone. Usually it takes three days to clone, change copy, branding um, a little bit, and it's good to go. So now I wanted to talk a little bit of five key takeaways, right? Um, and I mentioned a few of this um, within my, my presentation. Number one, identify top accounts with the highest potential, right? Because you want to go after that click, especially if it's a personalized ABM campaign. A lot of times I um, do reach out to, I do reach out to um, a lot of companies that have at least 30 to 50 um, contacts. And then when I do, um, I actually uh, make sure that we get at least one or two replies. I feel like that's a win already. Um, number two, um, create a project brief, you know, client pain points, you know, have the big opportunities, right? Um, what is it? Insights and data that we can get, relevant case studies, also creative direction, right? Like what would that look like? So everything is within a project brief. Um, developing the right channels. How do we want to reach it? How do we want to be creative? You know, how do we, what channels do we want to use? Whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's email or we're tweeting somebody, right? Um, how do we want to reach them and what's going to be the most effective way? A lot of times your seller will, will help with this. Um, also defining the best follow-up protocol, right? Um, if we know that they open the email, how do we want to follow up? Do we want to follow up with a different approach? How do we track ABM touch points and Salesforce um, customer journey too, right? Um, like I've shown you just now, like it follows the opportunity. Um, maybe it's just not only the ABM that helped close the deal. Maybe it was a webinar as well too, but as long as ABM was one of the touch points that gained interest, that's pretty, pretty amazing. And also trust the analytics, all the data that you collected in Salesforce and um, what you've seen that come out from the ABM. You know, even if it was somebody viewing the experience, they didn't take action. They didn't fill out the form or, or generated um, a meeting. You know, at least you have all that data um, for next time or for best practices. And that's it for my presentation. I know that was a lot. I'm, I'm happy to answer any questions you have. Don't be a stranger. Stay well and healthy. And I hope we get to connect soon. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.